0: That's everylife.com, and don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, the one, the only, Rachel Campos Duffy. That was a just a sweet
0: introduction, honey. Thank, thank
1: you. you. Well, thank you. What do you
0: want from <laughs> me? <laughs> um, well, first of all, both of us have a little bit of raspy. Well, Sean's coughing. I have raspy voice. He has a runny nose. Kids were home all day yesterday. Um, all of them, you know, sick on different stages. One home, two home today, honey. Two home today. So crazy um, in the Duffy house. So, but we're going to get through this. I, I'm just going to sound a little sexier.
1: Yes, yeah, a little bit it's a sexy voice. Sure.
0: I'm just going to sound a, a little sexier or like you have a male co-host. Deci- <laughs> deci- <laughs> deci- All right, so we have a great show. We're going to do three odd topics. Um We're going to talk about this woman who met a guy and realized very late in life that she actually wanted to have kids. She kind of regrets the feminist um lies that were being told to her. We're going to walk through her, her story, which I think is the story of a lot of you know, women in their late 30s. Um, and it's sort of a warning sign to a lot of women in their 20s about, you know, our biological clocks and what the culture and what feminism is telling. You. So we're going to get into that story. It's it's kind of a big news. It kind of went viral on, on insider.com. Fox News covered it as well. Then we're going to talk about Al Gore, who thinks he knows the reason why we have a mental health crisis. Um, and we're going to explain.
1: And if it's Al Gore, you can imagine it is probably something about climate yes. change. <laughs> um, we're going to dig into this because uh, COP28 just ended um, and there was a really aggressive conversation around. That was um,
0: in Dubai, right? It was
1: in Dubai, but a phase out of fossil fuels. No, an agreement wasn't reached. We're going to talk about that and what it means for us, the average Americans, and what it yeah. means for democracy uh, that this conversation is being had. But but first. But First.
0: I am looking at some poll numbers, Sean, for Trump and the other candidates, and I'm just going to go ahead and declare it. Uh, I, I think the primary is oh, over the for bri- the Republican so- side. I think it's over.
1: So, I so, Priscilla, let, let's talk about the poll you
0: You're going to break down the
1: numbers for us, yeah, right? Let's talk about the poll numbers uh, with uh, the, the, the Republican primary candidates versus Joe Biden. So, uh, this is uh, the Wall Street Journal just came out with this uh, polling. It has... Donald, uh, Donald Trump at 47, Joe Biden at 43. So that's a four point lead. By the way, if you put in other potential third party candidates like RFK and Joe Manchin, mm-hmm. uh, Trump's lead actually grows further. So there's been a conversation about does Donald, do, do the third party candidates take from Joe Biden or Donald Trump? This polling would say is the third party candidates take from, from Joe Biden, Cornel West, as well as in the race. Uh, DeSantis is tied with Biden 45 45. Um, and Nikki Haley uh, actually comes out on top. Biden thirty four, Nikki Haley fifty one. Um, so why, why
0: do you think that?
1: Seventeen point advantage for for Nikki Haley.
0: What what's your what's your political analysis on that?
1: Okay, well I'll tell you that, then we get into some other statewide polls. But listen, so so here I, th- I think it's really simple. Um, there are a lot of people. Um, I'm going to put quotes air quotes around in the middle. Um, that are frustrated with, with Joe Biden, his far lurch to the left, Um, his radical policies, his failing health, and they don't want Joe Biden, but they also don't want Donald Trump because they'd say, you know what, I Donald Trump, I think he's too extreme. He can be too erratic. And Nikki Haley, I think for some voters, and by the way, I think this is because they haven't really scratched into who Nikki Haley is and what her policies are, but because they haven't, she seems like, an acceptable alternative to both Trump and DeSantis, which is why she does so such well in the polling.
0: Right. Which is why a lot of donor money has moved towards her. And despite that advantage that she has, Sean, in that poll, um, she cannot win the primary, Mm -hmm. the Republican primary. And we always say there's a few axioms in in politics that are really true. One of them is you don't get to pick the time, the time picks you. So you may want to run, but it may not be your time and you're not going to win. Or or you saw like Chris Christie back in the day when he said, I'm going to step down and and let somebody else run and the time passed him. So the time picks you. This is not Nikki Haley's time.
1: 2012 against Barack Obama, he let that race pass him by. Uh, When
0: he was hot, right? That was a hot moment for Chris Christie. Just look at him on the stage now. He's part of a bygone era. And that's exactly why I think Nikki Haley can never get out of this primary and 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 take advantage of the way at least these early polls show her doing against Joe Biden. And that is because when you look at the stage of the last debate or any of the debates um, that we've had in the Republican primary, she also, like Christy, looks like she's part of that Bush Republican era that has gone by. I mean, it's gone. That era is gone. The
1: neocon, the
0: neocon, the establishment And and that's why the yeah. big dollars have gone towards her now. These big donors that have moved from DeSantis, who they're now angry and disappointed in because they thought that, you know, their money could overcome his, his, um, his one issue. I mean, let's face it, he's good on policy. Um, it, it is a connection, a, a personality, a, uh, you know, problem that he has. And he has not been able to connect the donors. <laughs> And Donald Trump has effectively labeled him as disloyal. And um, I don't think any of the other attacks that Donald Trump has had on him have been effective because his policies stand for themselves. They do, But he does not connect with people. It was a kind of a move to, you know, after Donald Trump helped to win the governorship to run against him in a primary um, when he was clearly, you know, th- had that that wrapped up in many ways. And
1: it hasn't gone well for, for DeSantis. He is, no. he is failing in the polls. Nikki Haley has caught him. But here's the... the...
0: And the donors are mad at Ron and given the money to to Nikki Haley. And you told me, Sean, that you thought that money could actually help her give a better showing in the Iowa caucus.
1: It could. So first, it, it, you have a donor base that is anybody but Donald Trump. If it was, if it was Ron DeSantis, if it was Nikki Haley if it was Chris Christie had a shot, they'll take anybody but Donald Trump and they think that their money can help buy them a primary victory for the candidate that's not Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And what we we see is fascinating is there's such a disconnect between the people who have a ton of money that live in elite circles, oftentimes in big cities, like in New York, on Wall Street, they're so far removed and disconnected from the the real lives of the average American Mm -hmm. and the people that they're picking as their primary horse that's not Donald Trump, they miss what's going on in middle America, places right. like where we come from, where people are like, you know what? We have lost our technology. We have lost our jobs to China. I don't believe in transgenderism. Um, we shouldn't be transitioning little kids. There's a story from uh, Wisconsin, my old congressional district, where a young boy wore a second, Amer- it, just it, it didn't have a gun, but had a sec- he wore a second amendment shirt to school and they sent him home. But the teacher... In northern Wisconsin. And the teacher has an LGBTQ plus flag history teacher in her room. Well, this is what's happening, though, in rural rural America. Yeah. they the, the community lost their minds. And recrafted their policy. And the teacher took down the LGBT, LGBTQ plus sign or flag. And they made a rule to go, listen, if you're talking about the American Constitution, like the Second Amendment, which is part of the Constitution, you can wear that. Now, we don't want you to wear guns. We're talking about shooting people. But if you just have a shirt that references the Second Amendment.
0: I thought we were Americans. That's where we are. We're the second. But so what town but, was that, Sean?
1: I think that was in Merrill, right north of Walsall. Merrill,
0: Wisconsin. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: I don't, listen, don't get mad at me if I got that wrong, Merrill. I think that was you. So, uh, but
0: but, that, but that's you're talking about this disconnect between the elites and their very, um, let's call them boutique issues and the rest of the well, base they, of the they, Republican they, Party. They,
1: these big donors, they're, they're fine with ESG. Yeah. Environmental, social, governance issues being pushed through corporate America. They're they're fine with you know equity, where we're not going to have equality, we're going to have equity where we get equal outcomes. These people are all fine with that stuff, but where we come from or came from, th- this does not work for the average American. Right. So that disconnect is real. And can I just make another point on the polling, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan is a is a. So you look. So w- what what states are going to make up uh, the map in twenty twenty four? Pretty simple. Wisconsin, which I have to name first because I'm from Wisconsin, but Michigan, Pennsylvania, possibly North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, and possibly Nevada. Yes. That's what the map, you know, the really contested states are going to be. And one of the kind of the purple but blue states is Michigan. Okay. Donald Trump's up by 10 points in Michigan.
0: What? I didn't see that number.
1: He's up by 10 points. In, and this is what surprised me. Georgia is uh, usually a lot more Republican than than Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, He Donald Trump's only up by four in Georgia. Now I think maybe this EV push might have something to do with it, and the the radical leftist governor who they're getting sick of might have something to do with it. Um, But Michigan and Wisconsin, Minnesota—I don't like to claim Minnesota—but there's there's a similar mentality. These lake states.
0: Well, they're uh, the Rust Belt, right? And yeah. and you're right. There's the there's the EV issue that's that's that that's burning. Also, if you remember, Sean, just in the last couple the months,
1: it doesn't really burn. It what does it do? It apps Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: Um, that's okay. The um there was also an issue about the Chinese um by you know with their battery um their battery companies coming to Michigan, which was you know a lot of these people in the towns were like, what. And, and also the buying up of farmland. So there's a, a China plane in, in Michigan that, especially in the rural parts, um, and, and, and everyone knows Donald Trump is tough on China. And, and so if you care about American manufacturing and industrial, um, uh, sectors, you have to care about that. But I want to bring up one point because the case that Nikki Wait, Haley, Don't
1: leave, don't leave Michigan. one, one other oh, point Sure. About, yeah. Yeah. Go so ahead. So Dearborn, Michigan has a, a lot of Arab Americans.
0: Yeah. Um, the big, and- the largest population of arab americans in the country
1: and so uh you think what you want that's
0: where rashida t- to leave is
1: yeah from. so think what you want on on the issue of 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 hamas and israel i fall on the side of of israel but i found the side of america sean So so right but if i'm taking i this i was picking sides between those two i know but I that's what i hate about
0: this whole issue yeah okay go ahead
1: but but the issue here is they're managed by. yeah they are and
0: and that's where you see the the administration. Being, yeah, uh, oh, no, no, no. they don't yeah, know what to do. Um, you know, so. can't be
1: half pregnant. Pick a side, Joe. You got to pick a side. You can't play it both ways. And by the way, so a lot of the Muslim community in Michigan is leaving Joe Biden. Do they go to Donald Trump? I don't know, but they may just stay home and not vote for Trump, which is why I also think he's up by ten points. I just want to get that in there because no, I think, no, that I think that's
0: a, I think it's a real, a real important point. I didn't know about that. Michigan was yeah. uh, was that far ahead for Trump, so that's that's a big number. That's got to be scaring the heck out of the uh, Biden camp Uh, before we talk about the Biden camp and and move on to our next subject I want to just hit hit on this Nikki Haley thing we we talked about a little bit on on Fox and Friends Will Pete and I were talking and, and I brought up the point about Nikki Haley and the case that Nikki Haley is making on the campaign trail and what she's saying is because nobody wants to go Say anything negative about Trump. Uh, DeSantis tried that. Didn't work out very well for him. People love Trump. People see Trump, um, under fire and under attack and by our own government in a way that we've never seen before. And so, uh, it, it doesn't work well. So what Nikki Haley is saying is Trump was great and Trump was the right man at the right hour back in 2016. But for whatever reason, chaos surrounds Trump, and he's a chaos candidate, which harkened back to the Jeb, Jeb Bush days. You remember that? I was I was wondering when she was saying that. I was like, it's actually very on brand <laughs> for Nikki Haley to, to to use a Jeb Bush line. And so she's saying, "I'm I can do those policies, but without the chaos." And the point that I make made with with my colleagues, I'm making with you, Sean, is that the chaos is a symbol of disruption. And so Donald Trump is not the chaos. Donald Trump is not the chaos. The chaos comes to him because he is a threat to the system in a way that Nikki Haley isn't. And so when you think about mm-hmm. r- the whole, the whole way our government was upended over a hoax called Russia hoax that Hillary oh, Clinton, Russia collusion that Hillary Clinton and, and, and Barack Obama and our intelligence state put into motion, that chaos was caused by them, not by Donald Trump. Um, you look at the impeachment one, impeachment two. Uh, uh, you look at all of this, even January 6th. Uh, in many ways that, you know, there's, there were f- feds involved in that protest. Um, in many aspects, uh, created the situation that we have right now. So my point is Nikki Haley, yeah, no chaos because she does not disrupt the apple cart. We'll have more of this conversation after this.
2: Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. Can I um just bring up Joe Biden again? Yeah, these,
0: I, I, go, I wanted to go back that. These,
1: these polls are really, really bad. His Joe Biden's approval rating, I think this was a CNN poll, had him at 37%, his lowest rating thus far. He keeps getting lower, um, and... The question becomes, what are, what are the Democrats going to do with Joe? Um, what is the media going to do with Joe? And the Democrats and the media are the same thing. But we um, and I have talked about this. I believe that Joe Biden is going to hang on for dear life. Because of Hunter's indictment, um, Joe Biden has been able to uh, provide some Teflon, some protection for not just Hunter, uh, but his brother, Jim Biden, but also Joe Biden himself. Yes. If you look at the politics that have been played by the FBI and the DOJ. The, the, the charges that came uh, uh, in California on tax evasion, but the gun charges were in Delaware. And uh, you remember the deal that the DOJ struck with, with Hunter uh, Biden was that she would plead to misdemeanor tax evasion charges for not paying millions of dollars on taxes, millions of dollars, and a deferred prosecution agreement on the gun charge. And the judge questioned the deal. And in it, it said basically no other charges on any other issues are going to come for Hunter Biden. Well, when asked the question, the Department of Justice, like even though it was written in the deal that they put together, we're like, no, 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 we, we're not saying he can't be prosecuted for anything else. Remember, there was a lot of press yes. at that time because the IRS whistle and a judge aptly had come out and didn't the judge say that she didn't let that stand? She well, she she wanted to clarify it, and the DOJ then said that's not the deal. We're not uh, that's let right. Go that's forward, how it went. Right. Yeah. Um, so you see the protection, Joe Biden will lose all of that protection if he's not the president. Yeah. And therefore, to protect his family and his crooked deeds, uh, or alleged crooked deeds, I should say, is he needs to run for re-election. The problem is Democrats are getting very nervous that Donald Trump will be Joe Biden. And even though Joe Biden may want to stay, he may fight to stay, if the media flips on him and the Democrat Party flips on him and they start telling the stories about the corruption, about the laptop, about the $200,000 payment from Jim uh, Biden to Joe Biden, which by the way, um, if you have a sibling that doesn't make a lot of money and that the rich sibling is lending money to the poor sibling, that doesn't make any sense. And that's, I mean, Joe was making what, $250,000 a year and his brother Jim was making millions. And to think that Joe would be lending money to Jim Biden and then Jim is paying this $200,000 back to Joe. Doesn't, this is not smell, doesn't pass the smell test. There's no documents that show this, that this loan was made. And by the way, there's no canceled check that would show that Joe gave Jim $200,000 and this is a payback. Right? Yeah, so yeah. this is corrupt. And that's why I, but by the way, the poll, I'm, I'm talking a long, long time here, but I do believe that we could get to the point where the Democrats pull the ripcord, the media then pulls the ripcord and they start reporting on this. Joe Biden is out. And then you're left with the big problem, which is why why Democrats have stuck with Joe for so long. Do you go with Kamala Harris or do you go with Gavin Newsom? And the problem is you have a the most reliable voting base in the Democrat Party is African American women. You don't go with Kamala Harris, you lose those voters, um, but she's not a good candidate. Gavin Newsom, he's a liar, he's deceitful, he's slicky hair, but the dude's good. I mean, he can sell their policies better than anybody else. But uh, gonna, uh, I, I think it's a great out.
0: I think it's a it's a it's a good analysis. I think a lot of people are saying there's no way these trends continue in, in the economy and and really in his his mental decline that which I think is, is showing up and and the polling that he can continue. I think for two reasons that Joe Biden is going to hold on for dear life and maybe to the point of no return. Um, one, the protection. Right. He is, is he in power and the power he wields as a president is the best protection, as you so well laid out to keep Hunter out of jail, to keep Jim out of jail. And most importantly, to keep himself out of jail. Frankly, some of this stuff also taints Jill Biden, um, who has right. also received payment. So we have all that going on. But we also have Jill Biden herself, who really wants to be First Lady, really enjoyed being First Lady. I have a theory, it's just a theory, Sean, that she was pretty slighted by Michelle Obama mm. and made to feel less than oh. in that White House. And it's, it's, it's no secret that Joe Biden, uh, that, that Barack Obama didn't like Joe Biden. But I believe, and I have other reasons to believe this. I have seen, I've heard of other ways that Michelle Obama has treated other spouses, um, and other women in the orbit of her husband's administration. And I believe that Jill also received some of that, um,
1: scorn. nasty treatment
0: from what I understand, scorn, uh, being treated less than not really, um, given the kind of respect that you, you would hope. Him. And so my point is that Jill Biden now in power will be damned if she's going to let Barack Obama in his mansion in Colorado, D.C., on um, where so many things are being cooked up. Uh, yeah, it's sort of the, the 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 other White House on she'll be damned if they take them out of this position in this, you know, you know, very ugly fashion. And so uh, but then I asked you today, Sean, I said, we're having coffee. This is what we have coffee and talk about. I said, well, Sean, if he really wants to stay, then he gets to stay. If, if Jill, Jill jill biden insists that we're going to do this and she is the one who insisted they're going to run and could have mm-hmm. taken her her husband out you know to pasture yes uh years ago uh, during the last campaign when it was very clear he was not up for the job she insisted on him staying there i think in a very evil fashion and we've had a whole podcast about why i think it's evil and not a good spouse who loves her husband mm-hmm. who would allow her husband to do this why can't she just stay there and 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 Joe stay there because they want to protect the family and she wants to um in many ways um you know prove herself to you know get back at Michelle we- Obama and you said basically that the intelligence community um would come after him and say wow. we've got this on you we've got more stuff on you we'll make sure to leak this out unless you step out and by the way you'll be less uh, of less interest on um, out of power in terms of, of your legal problems, than if you're in power.
1: Yeah, Republicans and prosecutors might let you go right off into the sunset and not prosecute you. Which it is what me, happened with Hillary Clinton. It made me think of something very interesting, um, which is that uh, we suspect that that Barack Obama is the shadow president. Sure, right, and he would not be the shadow president with Kamala Harris or with Gavin Newsom. So
0: why do you say that? I, not think, be, I think they could manipulate. Oh, I don't. I listen, Kamala I Harris. They, I
1: think none of them are of the mental stature of Joe Biden. Right. Right. They're going to try to run their own White House. Joe Biden can't run his own White House. And so Barack Obama... I would and say child, that
0: diminished Joe with diminished mental capacities is still about equal
1: to Kamala <laughs> Harris. My point being, though, that Barack Obama loves this. He's, he's out making millions of dollars, has a fat place in, in, on the beach in, in Hawaii and in Martha's Vineyard. He has his place in D.C. making huge money and he's still running the country. So I don't think that at this point, Barack Obama wants to see Joe go. That's his power play. He's still that's the president, right? And right. if someone else gets in, Barack Obama loses his power. And Barack Obama is still the, uh, I mean, the kingmaker of the Democrat Party. And it yeah. only comes, if, if Barack comes to the point that Joe can't win, that's when the ripcord is pulled. Yeah, they, they
0: can't ball. risk a, a Trump, right? They can't they can. risk a Trump. So only they when they the get voters. down to the wire. <laughs> yeah, we can't risk the American people deciding this election. Um, that's the way the Obamas think.
1: Can you make one other point too? This is, we're, we're, this is December of the election year. So we're 11 months away from the election. And you and I would see polling throughout my congressional campaign. And be, these, these poll numbers are going to fluctuate. A lot of things can happen. So 37% today for Joe Biden doesn't mean that in October of 2024, that's what they're going to be. If the economy improves, if overseas wars improve, if Joe Biden decides to fix the border, that improves. If we, you know, we get some changes in crime, the economy doesn't tank on us. Joe Biden's numbers are going to come up. Yes. The, the voter doesn't really solidify their perspective on a candidate until at early, it's probably August. But then everyone's on vacation in August. So really, it's early September. People start to lock in on what they think about candidates. So a lot of time for this to change. So Donald Trump should not be doing a jig dancing that he's won anything right now, because he's going to be... Some... Uh, what
0: I'm saying is in the primary, it's over. Oh, The primary is over. It's wrap done. It wrap it up. Donors, stop wasting your money. Uh, let's consolidate resources and go for the win. That's it's what needs log- to happen.
1: Log of donors. Yeah, bad. Train.
0: Well, uh, you know what sadly a lot of those donors would rather we lose than um allow Donald Trump they would rather Joe Biden win or whoever else they put in on um, than let Donald Trump and that and, and and actually that is why you need Donald Trump he is such a threat to the system he is somebody who is not bought and sold by anybody. He is his own man. He has a business intuition. He has great instincts. Um, amazing. he took our uh, amazing instincts. They cannot be underestimated. Um uh, the way he took the party away from this sort of slavish, um, you know, following Stewart. of, of, of free trade in, even if it's screwing over our own people. Um, you know, he, the way he took on China, the way he, he called out all the bull on the on the wars that we were in and the and the men and women we lost unnecessarily on um, the way he protected our money telling Europe to pay up um and pay their share and stop expecting us um to take care of their stuff so then they could spend it on social programs donald trump's instincts are right on you may not like his style but nobody can say that this country wasn't better off in 2019 And you and i were just talking the other day that and that's why what you said just now before is so smart that we never know what can happen, right? I can still remember in 2019, when it seemed impossible that he could lose because the economy was the best economy in 50 years, and not for the rich, not just for the rich, but for the poor, the, their, their wages were rising even faster than, than, than the rich, um, the, the working class, the middle class. Their wages were rising the most. and it, it seemed impossible. And then this crazy thing, COVID, came along. And, and it changed everything. Set down
1: the economy. Which
0: is another possibility of what could happen. So
1: just, just put a, uh, a period on the point that the race is over, I think a, a majority of Republican voters would rather lose with Trump than win with Nikki Hill. It's as simple as that.
0: I say that one more time, because that is really important, because that's something. Yeah, that's fascinating.
1: So the Republican voter would prefer to lose with Donald Trump than to win with Nikki Haley. Yeah, that's where they're at. So wrap up this primary. I know we're going to go through caucuses and primaries and but make no mistake, Donald Trump is going to win. We'll have more of this conversation after this.
0: That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: All right, let's move on to this, Rachel. And you, you
0: brought this to my attention. You guys did this story on the bottom line. Yeah,
1: so um, uh, Al Gore's some thought he rode off into the sunset. He did not. He's still...
0: He's still walking. making money.
1: <laughs> He's, listen, the dude got rich, really rich. Like crazy uh, back rich. Of climate, uh, uh, back of, We're taking a you know, billion. Walking climate change. And his couple of movies, one, The Inconvenient Truth, which we watched, by the way. Um, and just to be honest, it scared the hell out of me. It uh, did to me. It did to me. I'm more susceptible, but that's it. It, it the, how they present this stuff. And then later on, you're like, this, these are all lies and all the predictions didn't come true. But, uh, COP28 just ended. That's the, the global, uh, uh, meeting through the UN. It was in Dubai. Where they all get together to talk about what are the new policies, how are we going to come to some agreements to cut greenhouse gases to save the world from increasing by 1.5 degrees.
0: And they do that by flying in on private jets and then they all ate meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, that's the best part. We want you guys to eat bugs. But even at the meeting, they couldn't bring themselves to eat vegetarian. Not bugs.
1: <laughs> hamburgers, steaks.
0: They had sliders, they had um they had smash private- they had smash burger, Sean, and they had like um some other sort of beef dish. Anyway, it was okay. unbelievable.
1: Um, but but Al Gore um, knows how to razzle dazzle and scare the pants off of, of people or trial. At least, let's take a listen to what uh, he said on CNN's State of the Union. Uh, August last Sunday. Watch. There's a mental health
0: crisis around the world, Jake. That we hear people talking about. I think that one of the main reasons for that uh, is that young people look uh, at the fact that we are not yet solving the climate crisis. You, Sean, I haven't walked outside yet today. (laughs) To be honest, Um, I've been in my kitchen, in my bedroom, here in our home studio. Uh, But I'm not seeing rainbows. rain bombs and the, the, the earth sucking out the water. Um, I mean, I just, the the whole thing is so insane and you're right. He's gotten very rich. Um,
1: trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the earth. Cause I mean, this is the stupidity with which these people just blatantly lie to us. And this is
0: And and but they're causing real alarm. Now, he's saying the mental health crisis is because we're not doing anything about these Hiroshima atomic bombs.
1: Kids are getting stressed out.
0: Yeah. But really, he's stressing the kids out. We did do a story once on Fox and Friends about all these young kids who don't want to have children anymore because they actually think that, you know, it's, it's bad for the environment. And 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 actually that it's virtuous of them to not want to, you know, sort of pollute the earth with other human beings. I mean, this is such a sick anti-human mentality. Uh, I would just add, Sean, that Al Gore is quite possibly, and, and, and that's the problem with so many of these um, masters of the universe, if you will, you know, Bill Gates, Al Gore, John Kerry, Carl Schwab, um, uh, George Soros. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. These people are truly weirdos. I mean, Al Gore, those weird, that weird massage situation that oh he was God. in. Do you oh, remember that, about that? Right. I am telling you, these are some of the sickest, weirdest. Half the people that are trying to run your life in this way through these globalist institutions have been on Epstein Island. Um, these are weirdos. And we have to step... I mean, we're really at a critical juncture in this, in this world right now where the sociopaths with the creepiest lives... Um, and sex habits are now trying to run our world. And because they have money and because they've cornered markets on, and God bless you, honey. Um, have cornered markets on, on environmental green, big green grift. Um, a lot of them are very wealthy. And, 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 and if we don't stop them, we will become their subjects.
1: First, I just want to comment out my dedication to the kitchen table. I'm hacking and seizing. You are. I love it. <laughs> but you're right. They're a bunch of weirdos. Yes, and I, I want to again. So, so again, this is fear-based. Um, you mentioned these young people who don't want to have kids. That's because if you look at the the public school system, since from the point they enter it, kindergarten or pre-K, all the way through it, they're fed this fear with your tax dollars in the school system, um, and that's why these kids are are, are so frightened because they rely on you to tell them the truth in the school system gives them these lies and promotes this fear, which is why they then are like, I don't want to have kids. And that's why we need all these radical policies to save the earth, which the earth is just fine. But i want to talk about something else because at COP28, I get in Dubai, there was a, a conversation where they wanted to get agreement on phasing out of fossil fuels. So at COP28, you have global leaders, you have rich businessmen all coming together. And think of what the world looks like if they actually phase out fossil fuels. I mean, they, they talk about 15 minutes. cities. You will be a walker. You will be a bike mm-hmm. rider, but you will not be on planes. You will not be in cars. The, the heat in your house will be very much diminished. The wor- this, even the jackets that we wear, the clothes that we wear, the plastics that are in everything mm-hmm. will be impacted with they phase out of fossil fuels. And it begs the question, Democrats who talk, by the way, are the big promoters of this stuff. They're the ones that talk about democracy all the time. When did we ever have a vote on whether America should phase out fossil fuels? I would love to have that debate. That should be a real debate that we should have as a country. Yes. And what I I think is even better than that is if you're not going to let us have a debate about it or a vote on it, I have a better idea. Let's just do some trial balloons. Let California phase out fossil fuels. Just California. Take out fossil fuels. No fossil fuels can come in to their state, whether it's in plastics or clothing or jackets. Or gasoline. Gasoline for their cars or for their homes. Cut them off. Uh, I know that, that that Ireland, my home, my, my the, the land of my forefathers, no. not my homeland, Wisconsin is my, my homeland, but they also want to do the same thing. Well, get that little rock of an island and go, you guys cut off your fossil fuels as well. And let's see, let's all watch how it goes and the kind of life that they lead with zero fossil fuels and let us make a decision. Do we actually want that? And I guarantee you that every single American Probably anyone alive might also go, not, not at all. I want fossil fuels. Well,
0: because nothing has led, you know, it's one of the main reasons why we see the prosperity we see in the world. We need energy, um, to live, to prosper, um, make life more enjoyable. It is, it is the bedrock of modern life. These people are waging a war on, on modern life, but it is a feudal life. They will, just as they do at COP28 in Dubai, they will still fly. They will still eat meat. They will still, you know, have mansions um, on the beaches, on the waters that they claim are, are rising and causing flooding. They will do all of these things and they will control all of us where we can't do these things. And I think your point is so good on um, these people are constantly talking about restoring democracy and what a threat to democracy Donald Trump is. These are the people who are part of these globalist international organizations, the UN, the World Economic Forum, um, all of these international, you know, transnational, uh, organizations that they know that if they did put these things up for vote, they could not get these things done. And the way they do it is through these treaties and through liberal politicians who then through the administrative state, um, bring in regulation that do what they can't do. Um, through a vote, and it's really, really dangerous. Um, it's a serious thing. Um, do not let these psychopaths, do not let these sociopaths, do not let these weirdos uh, run our lives. um we we are free. We are not slaves, and they should not be able to tell us what to do. and we need to mock. Um, these systems, uh, the, these these conferences. We need to mock them. We need to also work towards making sure that our government is not beholden to treaties with the World Health Organization, with the UN, um, and with uh, the World Economic uh, Forum, because these these are very dangerous institutions.
1: So just one other point on this as well. One of the, the car companies that are most invested in EVs is Ford. I believe last year they lost $4 billion yeah. uh, on their EVs. Um, and we've heard a lot of stories. You've done them on Fox and Friends. I've done them on the bottom line, which is on Fox Business at 6 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Monday. through Friday.
0: So that's a good plug. It was it's a, great a good plug. plug.
1: Thank you. You want to tune in. If you're we, watching but, Brett Baer, you're not watching Sean. That's right. Uh, Sean and Dagan at uh, 6 p.m. But, but my point is, a lot of the car dealers have been complaining because they're they're, um, they are truly on the front line trying to sell cars to consumers and the 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 gas the combustion engine vehicles are selling like hotcakes and the EVs are stuck on their lots uh oftentimes 90 120 days way longer than uh, the gas vehicles so this just came out uh it was in, i believe it was in the Detroit news it says that Ford again the most invested in EVs is going to be cutting their F150 Lightning production by 50%. So Is that their a, EV
0: car? That's their okay. EV
1: uh, Ford F-150. It's the EV Ford F-150 because people don't want them.
0: Yeah, of and course so, not.
1: And so if if that's an indication to this administration, why would you be talking about getting rid of fossil fuels when we don't even want an EV that runs on oftentimes fossil fuels, but by way of electricity? We want gas. We want the freedom of the fuel we put in our car to travel wherever we want without you tracking us uh, and be able to turn our car off Right, um, because with it, kill, switches, to, with kill, kill switches with kill
0: switches that they're trying to do, and by the way, there's not enough stations. Um, it's, it's very expensive, and, and but you know what else? I just don't want any of the GPS stuff where they can track on my mileage, track me. Um, I'm Al Gore. On, but, is bye bye? He's insane. Okay, I want to quickly topic, get to this yeah. um, to this uh, story. I love this. Uh, that... it's it's really interesting. It, it was. Um, let me give you the name of the woman who wrote it in case you want to read the article yourself. I thought it was interesting. It's an essay by Melissa Persling. Um, As I said, it was for insider.com, but Fox News covered it as well. And and it's just a story. I mean, so she's like 38 years old. She, you know, had been in other relationships, but in all of those relationships in her twenties and in her early and mid thirties, she had, you know, gotten into this idea that, you know, I don't want to have kids and that's just not for me. And of course we know this is permeates through the culture um, in the same way that the, the whole climate fanaticism um, is indoctrinated into, into young kids. And so anyway, um, she ends up meeting this guy from Canada and all of a sudden, and, and, and they kind of meet online and they realize hmm. that they really like each other. They have a lot in common. Also, he's very family oriented and, and she announces, you know, somehow in their, you know, exchanges that, you know, she does not want to have kids. And he's like, listen, I I definitely do want to have kids. I don't want to be an old dad. Um, and then lo and behold, they end up meeting and finding a way to meet in person like a lot of people who meet online do. And they had a great, you know, few days together getting to know each other. And but over time, he ends up and it's a complicated story, but he ends up ghosting her.
1: I mean, not responding to her.
0: Not responding to her. The, it basically cuts everything off. This is kind of a new thing, guys, too. You know, they just kind of go. We
1: had that back when I was doing There was
0: no ghosting back. Could you? <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't escape. You couldn't escape me. I couldn't ghost. Uh, you couldn't ghost me. So he, they just kind of lose communication. And she's devastated. Yeah. But in addition to the feelings of... <laughs>
1: ghosted me, though. Just- <laughs> oh, I did a little
0: bit. I did a little bit.
1: We did have it only way But
0: even that, even that didn't work. good. <laughs> Um. Okay. So, if by the way, if you want more on that love story and how it actually turned out between Sean and I, we have a whole episode on it's that. You can go back. And, you can go back to our library and find that episode. Um. But in addition to dealing with the hurt feelings of you know being hurt and rejected, which you know happens in relationships, she also had to deal with the fact that now she's almost forty, and what this guy brought forth in her beyond her you know these feelings of liking him and and thinking she wants to be in a relationship is she realized oh my gosh I actually did want to have a child with this guy Mm -hmm. and I've actually maybe changed my mind on this idea of not having children and I think a lot of women I think the story hit a nerve for a reason because there's a lot of women like her who thought they didn't want kids and thought that wasn't important and, and, and were just sort of living their best life as single women and it can be fun. And there's a lot of disposable income for single women these days. And they're out traveling and doing all this stuff. And suddenly they work out, wake up at 38 or 40 or even 45 and, um, and realize that they actually did want to have ch- children and have a lot of regret for not having started earlier. Um, in some cases, that means they can only have one kid. In some cases, it means they can't have any children. Um, And so that is, uh, I think, and I think it's a lesson for a lot of 20 year olds who are now in that moment um and, and maybe thinking, I don't want to have kids. I want to enjoy my life. I want to do this. And I think that the world our culture presents this as you have this binary choice you can. Be independent and have fun, or you can have kids and 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 your life is over and, and you're you're you lose all your freedom. And I just think it's a it's a misunderstanding of what happiness and freedom
1: really means. Well, I and this is also a newer phenomenon, this this push to not have families, not have kids, you know, girl boss it. And, and we I think it's really hard for young girls to go, well, how does this play out, you know, when I'm 30, 40, 60, 80? I want to look at other women who've made, a lot of them who've made these choices and how are they happy? And if I can ask them if they're happy, um, I'd love to hear their answer. But also I want to look at their life and go, is that something that I want? Do I want to live my life like that? But also then look at the people who've made a choice to have a family, and to have kids. And I think that would be really instructive for a, a young men and young women. Um, but because this is so, so new, I do think that it seems really sexy to to save the planet and not have any kids and get lattes on Saturday morning.
0: And do oh. yoga whenever you want and yeah, take care yoga. of only yourself. And I bet that they are very fit and I'm sure there's all that kind of stuff. Yes. But in the end, what really matters, I mean, I saw an interview once, Sean, with Mitch McConnell's wife, um, the former transportation secretary. I'm trying to remember her name. The
1: true, true. Uh, Elaine Chow. Elaine Chow. Boom, look at that. Good, Sean Elaine Chao. Elaine Chao.
0: And it was one of the most honest um, I mean, she's not a, a super emotive person. No. Um, she's very sort of frank and and matter of fact kind of lady. And she talked about all the wonderful things that she's accomplished in her life. And and she's a very devoted daughter. Um, takes care of her her father. And and I don't know if her mother's still alive. But in any case, she was very frank. I made a mistake. I didn't think about. Kids, I didn't think that would matter. I just kept go, go, go on my career and have a lot of regret about it. You don't often hear such frank talk, um, especially from women in such vaunted positions because we do, you know, hold women who have those kinds of positions in society and in our government up on a pedestal. But in the end, um, you know, you don't, you, you know, one of the, the things about being young, Sean, is you, it's really hard to project into the future. I remember thinking, that, you know, a guy that I had a crush on when I was 19, who was 24, was really old. You know, um, I I thought he was, he, he might even be too old for me, you know, like, that's just so old. Um, And then I remember thinking, you know, in my 20s, that people in their 40s were ancient, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't take very long before you're that age, too. And before you start to have, to, you, you just can't think about when you're 20, you can never think about the idea that maybe I want Grandchildren. But guess what? Wow. You don't get to have grandchildren unless you actually have children. Um, so I think that it's hard for young women to think that far in advance. And that's why I think your advice is, is a really good one. That if you're young to really encourage young women to force themselves, cause it's hard because you live in the moment when you're young to fast forward 10, 20, 30 decades, start looking at women and what their lives look like at 50, at 60 and 70. And, and you might be one of those people that goes, I just, I'll, I'll be dead by then. Guess what? You won't, you'll be alive and you'll have to live with all of the decisions that you made or didn't make in your twenties and in your
1: thirties. So I think it's important. Um, I, I, we have a lot of friends, um, and family that have not, that don't have kids. Yeah. They've Made that choice. Absolutely. Um, and, when- and some have not
0: made that choice. That's just how bi- sadly biology worked out for Right.
1: That. And I, I think what's important to note is that if, if you have a thoughtful, uh reflection upon what's right for me and my life and me and my husband and you come to the conclusion that you know what this isn't right for us okay that you know i we're we're we're, we're proponents we solid, but we respect but we respect that um but on the flip side don't get sold on it don't think that you're going to get something that you're not don't buy the lie that the left is trying to sell you truly think about it analyze it look at people that are older than you and 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 the decisions they've made and you know the lives they have and how happy they are and then after that go what do i want and i think that'll help you craft a better decision for yourself um and i think by 9 times out of 10 you'll come and go you know what families are kind of fun kids are kind of cool i i can only you know tell what, you Sean, that i, I think if, it's if, much there's deeper a than... sa- there's a few saturdays i wouldn't mind just making yeah, no no i with see that
0: <laughs> i see the dink videos i see the the dual income no kids videos and there are, like, I, w- I would like to are be you? a dink one day a month. I think I would be happy one day a month. The problem is- I would is, take like
1: three days a month, maybe. That's, maybe, you
0: know, maybe. I, I, one is fine. If I just had one, I would be fine. Me, we
1: can do two. We'll count. You do
0: one, <laughs> I do one, and we'll be happy. But here's the problem. You have 30 more days of the month and you have 30 more years ahead of you. And, and, and the thing, I, I also, I think it's really deep, Sean, because I do think that for a lot of young people, they have experienced trauma, divorce, um, pain. And so maybe it's hard to get past some of that stuff to see that it can be a beautiful, fulfilling thing. And, And I'm not, I am not discounting that. I am in no way minimizing that. Everybody has their own journey. I, you know, I have an aunt, never got married and i was like her her child really in in many ways um and i have i i i have nothing but respect for that woman she's now passed on and and it's painful for me to even talk about it um but you know she was a wonderful person and 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 that was the decision she made for her life and she did it because actually frankly she wanted to be closer to god it was a religious decision she made but that said i do think your point there is an ideology called feminism. That is actually based on Marxism. And I think this is what we, we, we really need to make sure we're driving home here. Feminism is not about female empower- empowerment. Feminism is about Marxism and it's about abortion. Um, and for a lot of reasons. And you can go deep into it. There's a great book called End of Woman. Um, that is fantastic. Um, we've had the author on our show, mm-hmm. Carrie Gress, um, that kind of goes deeper into, into that. We should probably have her on the show to talk about it at some point. Yeah. But. This is an ideology, and so you got to get past the ideology and really look at the outcomes and decide for yourself. That's right. But don't buy into the Barbie stories or, 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 or the Miley Cyrus song. I, I, you know, about you know, I, I, I can you know hold my own hand and I can buy myself flowers. Don't buy into the culture that's telling you something. Really dig dig deep and beyond the ideologies to how it will affect you.
1: My my hand is not as much fun to hold as Rachel's let we'll put that out. Oh, there. I think your hand is really nice to hold, and, but I don't want to hold it myself. I don't. Want to hold my, no,
0: I don't want to hold my own hand either, what? and I don't want to take myself dancing, and I don't want to buy there myself flowers. There you and, go. My, and and by the way, yeah, Miley oh, Silas.
1: So I think this is three really good topics. I love this conversation. I think it's a really important one, and we talk about variations of this a lot because it is so important. I think for human happiness, for human fulfillment, and um, I love that you found this story and picked this topic. For those of you who are watching. Um, I appreciate you letting me. I've got my clean up right next to the. Yeah. Actually, that didn't He's been realize sniffling
0: right they're on camera.
1: This. All, uh, all. Uh, podcast. Do you think
0: my voice is sexier like it this? It's A
1: little sexier, yeah. It's not very kissable because you're kind of sick. I'm sick. We dude, can't kiss. your voice? Is we great. haven't
0: kissed for <laughs> days and days because we've been sick. Been
1: sick. Um, <laughs> Good But baby. Anyway, all Listen, right. Thank you all for joining us uh, at the kitchen table on uh, the podcast. We appreciate it. If you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can always subscribe as well. you can to notice uh, when our podcasts drop. You can always find us at foxnewspodcast.com. This episode, I guess, was sponsored by Kleenex um, and, and some kind of tea and, and honey that we had. Uh. But until next time, listen, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, have a good one. Bye-bye.
0: Bye, everybody. Listen, ad-free with a Fox News podcast plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.